down Scandinavian bed, exposed toilet, and a kitchen the size of a phone booth. The garret had a big stone fireplace and lavender and topaz stained glass doors that opened onto a miniature balcony. It was cheap and suited my fantasies of the artistic life. I desperately needed a job. I paid no attention when I began upchucking in the morning. It must be the summer heat. But when I felt a faint flutter in my belly, a tickle of life, I was ecstatic. Guess what? I jumped up and down on the pull-down bed when Albert came home. We're pregnant. He danced with me on the bed. It broke. Since he was never home long enough to repair it, I slept in a V position inches off the tile floor. Sitting before the stained glass window doors in the sweltering heat of August, I bent over my singer to sew a maternity dress. I didn't know how long I could hold out before I'd have to take a waitressing job, but I knew there was only one place I wanted to work, the Trib. Still no reply from Eugenia. An interview with the city editor at the World Telegram and Sun started out poorly. He skimmed my clips. What makes you think a little girl like you from the boonies of Rochester can write for a big city daily? I didn't know geography was the measure of talent. I like the way you talk, sister. He hired me on the spot. During my first week of working on the Telegram's women's page in August 1963, I kept hearing about an impending protest march on Washington. The country was on high alert. Images from the vicious response of Birmingham's police to a peaceful protest led by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the Freedom Riders, seeing fire hoses and dogs turned on terrified high school students, burned in memory. Medgar Evers had just been assassinated only weeks before. My reportorial juices were inflamed. The march was going to be a historic confrontation. Despite dire warnings of certain violence by the government, President Kennedy was supporting Dr. King. I knew the Washington Mall would be crammed with brave black women and men. I would persuade the editor to send me. But when I told Albert my idea, he hit the roof. You're pregnant. Are you crazy? They're going to tear gas people. I had to admit he was right. We watched the march on TV. When I saw, I ached to be there. I was electrified by Dr. King's speech, envisioning a day when children, regardless of their race, would be judged by their character. Seeing the mall dense with the humanity of many colors, I heard not a sound of violence, only silence, rapt silence. I thought about the future of the child growing within me. It was a hundred years after Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, and freedom still had not been given. It had to be won. I vowed I would not spend my life watching the news on TV. I would dare to be there as history happened and write what I saw. At the end of August 1963, I was invited to interview with Eugenia Shepard, a miniature woman perched on piano legs, but a force majeure. I flattered her with my archival knowledge of her columns. She wanted me as a feature writer. Thank God I would never again have to fake passion in print for the latest collection of junior league tea dresses when all I wanted to do was plunge into the subcultures of New York. I offered three weeks' notice to the editor who had hired me at the World Telegram. 
Not surprisingly, his face screwed into a bug-eyed facsimile of a jilted lover. The World Telegram will not be used as a stepping stone for that paper. Clear out your desk and leave. Walking out of the paper's downtown offices into the hammering heat of late summer, I was giddy with anticipation. But what would I wear to pass muster with Eugenia when I had a telltale bulge? I had been told there were two things she found abhorrent, pregnancy and old age. I spent the next couple of days sewing an orange and purple striped knockoff of a Mary Mecco tent dress that a pregnant Jacqueline Kennedy had worn in the 1960 U.S. presidential campaign. In my first months at the Trib, I turned in the kinds of feature stories that Eugenia considered unsightly at best and radical at worst, about anti-war protesters, abortion rings, New York women doctors volunteering in Selma to sew up beaten civil rights workers, Harlem women on rent strike, while my boss...